Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. If you listen on the Entail app, that's E-N-T-A-L-E, photos, links and videos of what we're talking about will pop up as you listen. Have a look. Hi, everybody. Hi, darling. How are you? Hi, Emily and I are looking at each other over FaceTime to try and record this remotely as we sit in our cobwebby, dusty lairs. We sit fatly on our beds. (laughs) Oh, it's so nice to see you, even if you're digital. It's so nice to see you. I know, exactly. Virtual me. How are you, virtual Em? Um, well, Virtual M is absolutely fine, but... It's very worrying when Virtual M starts talking about herself in the third person, just saying. <laughs> well, Virtual M isn't a real person, that's the thing. I just don't feel real. It's all I've real. got. I know, sorry. <laughs> I just don't feel real. Do you feel real? I mean, it's just like, it's sort of, who knows? Anyway, I'm absolutely fine, but today is the first time I touched up my roots. Uh, and not in a sexy way, just uh, with the colour wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was trying to remember the name of that Sam Fox song from the 80s, Samantha Fox. And I think it was Touch Me. Okay, now I've just got um, now I've just got Rocky Horror Picture Show. Da, 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 touch me in my head. Yeah. What was the Sam or Fox Or I Touch one? Myself. Do you remember that one? Okay, <laughs> Sam Fox was Touch Me, Touch Me, I Want to Feel Your Body. And then the other one was... I don't want anybody else. When I when think, I think about, about you, I touch you, my touch my. Okay, right. I would never normally sing on the podcast. That's impressive. Can I tell you? I'm I watched clearly a, absolutely fucked. Okay, I watched a, a hilarious like video meme thing of a choir that sung that song. And everybody was like a sort of show choir, and everybody in the audience is like, oh, "Hold on, this is about masturbation." <laughs> Masturbation. Masturbation. Um, so, so how how are you? Having touched yourself up this morning. Well, I feel like this is it. This is the beginning of the of the slow or the lot the inexorable kind Descent. of root panic. Yes, exactly. Into sheer the cliff of the cliff of root panic. The descent and, um, of woman. That's where we are. <laughs> exactly. The 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 beginning of neglect. How bad would it be if you just left it? It would be pretty white, I think, but I don't know, not uniformly. So I think that's the thing. If there was a guarantee, there are no, no there is no good outcome. But nonetheless, yet. has it has it has it crossed your mind to just let it go and see what happens? Do you know what? Funnily enough, it has. It has. It has. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you know, I will come out of this whole experience a changed woman, a sort of wise witch, as opposed to you know. An unwise human. Who knows? An unwise, semi-fully functioning human woman. Exactly. Maybe if I embrace the root growth, I will embrace the changing earth. I'm also wearing, you know, socks with Birkenstock, so I may just emerge like a kind of, like, fully granola. Yeah, but, you know, we have to accept that you've been trying to wear socks with things for years. <laughs> socks, a glittery sock with a walking boot made an appearance, I think, only the once. <laughs> only the once. It's quite Laura Bailey, that whole socks with shoes thing. Um, if only. But quite quite Scandi. It's part of your Scandi fantasy. Yeah? My Scandi fantasy, exactly. My I was a Viking, possibly ravished by Vikings, Viking woman. Because life is fantasy right now. Well, it just, I just feel so surreal. And, and, and how are you, my angel? So good to see you. How are you? You look beautiful, by the way. Oh, listen to her. I don't think I do. I've just been, do you know what I just did? I have with me a very cheap, uh, old set of hairdressing scissors that I bought a couple of years ago. And I have just trimmed my eyebrows. 
Did you? Mm, you trimmed your eyebrows? I the trimmed, thicket. I was hanging out the window to try and get good light to pluck my chin hairs. And then I <laughs> trimmed the thicket of my monobrow, which could have gone very wrong. And also slightly touched myself up, it must be said, with the colour wow. Uh, how am I? I am absolutely fine, except that I feel very reduced. Definitely not physically, but, but certainly sort of spiritually and perhaps even emotionally. Um, at the beginning of this whole thing, pre-lockdown, when it was all percolating and we knew it was going to be very bad and maybe very tragic and it all felt very new and um, unfamiliar and terrifying, I found that I just cried and cried and cried. But my, my, my tears have stopped. And along with the tears, everything has sort of stopped. You know when you get a, 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 sort of, a sort of nameless amorphous mass that will spread out to fill its, its, its allocated space? Well, I just am existing in my home and, and as a result, there's just less of me. I, I also am not talking to my friends very much. I mean, there's the odd Zoom quiz. By the way, my phone always autocorrects Zoom as doom for now, obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, 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 because it's quite hard to know. I mean, a quiz is quite good because it's kind of activity dating. But beyond that, what do you say? How are you? Well, I'm a bit fucked. You know, some days are really quite bad and some days are really quite okay. Trying to be grateful, obviously trying to be grateful um, for the slowing down and the sort of attempt to be present and all of that and for, and for feeling safe and for having a home and for having an NHS to go to if it goes bad. And I tell you what I'm noticing among my similarly aged and inclined friends, so we're all in our 40s, is we are swinging madly. There's a pendulum about whether we're just like, okay, we just want to get this virus, get it over with. It feels like a passport to freedom. How bad can it be? And then very frightened of the virus because it could be very bad and it could be terrifying and life-threatening and appalling. So, and similarly, I'm penduluming with almost everything. My yeah. temper, how much I give a fuck about stuff, what I'm prepared to do. But listen, I'm all I see online and on Instagram are people, you know, deep in personal development. And I'm, if not in personal <laughs> regression, then I am in personal paralysis or calcification. Like I've been sort of suspended. Do you remember the baddies in Superman 2 who were suspended yes. in the mirror and then condemned for all time to, to like um, float, float around the universe? Weird, in that weird gravity thing, which was probably a ride at some point and is terribly like terrifying exactly um, I know that um personality paralysis I really I really identify with actually because although I am still crying I'm still like crying at adverts crying you know at inappropriate moments in homeland I mean you know fucking so hell. you're doing that sort of classic re relocation of emotion if you can yeah if you can if you can stick it on um a, a, a trailer for a movie or a sort of or, or a reality tv show then you don't have to cry about the real stuff I think so. I think that's what it is exactly. A sort of, a sort of, a sort of meaningless purge. Yeah. So Frozen Two literally broke me. I mean, like I was like undone. Watching movies and things like that in lockdown is a bit like watching stuff on an aeroplane. You know, when you so so be, being being stuck in your house is a bit like being at thirty three thousand feet in the because of something to do with the recycled air or the altitude or the oxygen levels on a plane. And I remember having to turn off Finding Nemo, which, lest we forget, is a drawing of a fish. <laughs> because when his father couldn't find him, I became shoulder-heavingly, like, you know, snottily, dribblingly inconsolable. You're practically shrieking. Finding um, Nemo is an incredibly sad film, though. I mean, oh, it's thank like... you for agreeing. I agree. No, I totally do. I remember watching A River Runs Through It on an aeroplane once and basically I'm probably still crying slightly somewhere inside <laughs> me about it. It just destroyed yeah. you. Just, just, that's it, over. Anyway. Oh, dear, planes. Oh. Planes. Do you know, I don't really, it's very nice not having planes 
going over one's head, but there is the luxury of travel, of being able to go somewhere, is still is nibbling at me, the edges of me. Do you know what I mean? It's making me think about all the themes, all the kinds, all the genres of holidays that I have had in my life. I had a great time dress, as you know, for um, what you and I call an exfolication. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> so I would regularly fly somewhere like sort of Turkey um, to be cleansed, totally cleansed inside and out, basically to lose half a stone, which if you're sufficiently you know, abused, you can do in five days. Um, you know, stripped of all the bad juju, starved, pummeled, lectured. I always fucking hated the lectures. Um, wall to wall enemas, back to back hikes and then you know so slim so serene so calm and then you'd have like a shitty mini bottle of white wine and some pringles on the easy jet flight home and try and start a fight (laughs) (laughs) i remember i i i remembering fondly sexcations do you remember them the first holidays you have with a new boyfriend and it's like sex and sex and more sex and not leaving the hotel it it would start to sting in the end Yes, exactly. Very painful not being able to walk. And also, is he a bit annoying? Oh, but just, let's just have more sex to find out <laughs> yes. or to distract. It wouldn't even matter where you were, actually. Well, I mean, you could be doing that now. Yes, but there are impediments. <laughs> there, are, there are, yes, let me not to, yes. Yes, exactly. And then many years later, perhaps with one of those same men that you went on your sexcation with, you'd end up on a make or breakcation. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I've been on a few of those. At which point, it would have been so long since you'd had sex <laughs> that, that, that you couldn't even remember, you know, your, 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 your pet name for his penis. And you wonder if maybe that pet, pet name is the reason you haven't had sex in two and a half years. So you have a vicious wax. He trims. You floss. He shaves. You know, you both go on a bit of a diet. And it's all a bit embarrassing. And you have to get very drunk to sort of break the seal. Oh, break the seal. Oh, I just clenched then. Um, that's very sore. Yes, I apologize. <laughs> It's okay. What about the days of the days of you only live once cations? Should we call them yolocations? Yolocations. You know, where we're like, oh, Grand Canyon, Anchor Wat, Inca Trail. Yeah, yeah, Burning Inca, Man. yeah Inca Trail, Machu Picchu. Exactly. We're not tourists, we're travelers. We might even be called explorers. We're broadening our horizons, flirting very, very, very lightly with death. I mean, so flirt, flirting so lightly with death, Maybe, but nonetheless, nonetheless, you heard that this region has, a, a, you know, a, a dangerous spider. Once, a, you know, a, a snake was seen here, a woman disappeared in 1852. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you camp in a sort of rainforest sort of ishy type place and it's more of a cops yeah, exactly. it's a sort of sweaty cops <laughs> yeah, exactly a humid cops that's what it sounds like sounds fun right god and we were citizens of the world annabelle mountain villages strange local stews taking colored pencils for the local children and then wondering if you would discover that tick that swims up your pea stream into your yeah. bits or was it a and myth? spending the last three nights in literally the most expensive hotel you could possibly afford like sloughing off the sloughing off sloughing off the rainforest cops stinks the sweaty yeah. cops but uh, but uh, but sometimes a yo location would would morph into a so location which is really <laughs> bad because that's a sort of who are you <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Maybe a weekend up a mountain will help you find out and at least no one can hear you scream. I mean, the, oh you know, so locations. And also, because I, I, I would have so locations usually again in a fucking detox spot. <laughs> it's all like a face by myself. And it would turn quickly into a crycation. 
Usually on about day four of a detox, once your caffeine headache or your caffeine deprivation headache and your sugar denial headache has gone, you end up just hitting a wall of tears. And you, 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 you pretty much grow a beard and howl at the moon and you throw yourself against walls and you rend your garments which is just a bathrobe um and 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 you know it just all gets very very tearful and then you emerge well then you get on a plane home did you ever go on a sleepcation like when you're so extraordinarily tired that you just basically just sleep and sleep kind of like a kind of mini dignitas light (laughs) yeah that's the dream is it yes a sort of induced coma (laughs) and you come out feeling marvelous maybe that's what we should all be doing it's weird how hard it is to sleep in lockdown, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really odd because there's something to do with the way time is bending or slowing down or whatever that you feel exhausted at like the weirdest times that you think, oh my God, I'm never going to get up. And then wide awake at others. And then, yeah. Yeah. And that thrum of anxiety. Oh. So, you know, it's lots of the four in the morning wake-ups. And then I find it's, you're, you're right about time bending because I'm in an awful hurry a lot. You know, I'm feeling the pressure of time whilst also being quite bored with a lot of time to fill. So it's sort of contradicting itself and wiping, you know, that the relaxation is, it should be wiping out the busyness, but the busyness is wiping out the stillness. And I, I'm, I'm ever moving without going anywhere. Yeah, and I also feel like my busyness, like, for example, today being back at work and having a lot of stuff to do is, is, is in such viciously stark contrast to the atmosphere that I feel like I'm the problem. It feels inappropriate, doesn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. It's yeah. to be running around going, oh my God, I've got like to do you've this. Suddenly, you've suddenly put on a power suit and a set of shoulder pads and, yeah. and a pair of stilettos and you're sort of you're going, bye, bye, sell, sell. Basically. And all you're doing is trying to say, can I have a moment? I've just got to try and get something done so we, I can in some way try and pay the I mortgage. I know, and, it's, and it feels really, exactly. And I should, I feel like I'm so sort of like psyched up I should be basically having a fight with Joan Collins on the stairs do you know what I mean kind of dynasty style with my big hoop earrings but I'm not I'm just trying to say exactly begging begging for a little bit of kind of space it's it's incredibly hard just begging to be allowed to shut a door yeah and 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 also the fact that you're completely right the word inappropriate it does it feels it feels I'm like oh my god is this what I'm going to remember I tell you what's freaking me out is the idea that we're all pretending somehow pretending that this is normal something somehow pretending that we've made a choice um and i and i guess that's because we have to accept it and we have to try and you know, try and make the best of it without you know doing too much you know needlepoint or meditation or or baking but you know just trying to to sit in it a bit and so you find yourself pretending that you've decided to have this strange non-holiday holiday from life yeah no I know what you mean and and also the idea that somehow that you're going to take some of the things that you're learning with you into the into the next bit as well like trimming your own eyebrows it's, well exactly it's like well if I can valuable skills yeah, exactly. if I could trim my own eyebrows and dye my own hair and I can you know work from my bed well life is has changed forever I find myself sitting and staring around the house a lot. And it's funny how that has changed because the first week I was sort of noticing, you know, cobwebs and damp patches. And now I'm looking around and I, and I've, you know, as you know, I've always had a thing about interiors. I mean, I, might, I could reach Eccleston level spending conditions <laughs> on my fucking house. You know, whether it's, a, you know, a, a, a crucial trading carpet, you know, a lamino chair, de Gournay, I could, you know, I could roll around in de Gournay. Um, but, it's, it, but the interiors fancy has morphed. And my desires have morphed since I've been stuck here and mutated towards, this is, it's very fantastical, but what my house needs and what would be really useful at the moment instead of like a side return. And, and it'd be, you know, it'd be something like my own 
rage cupboard. So <laughs> I see what you mean. Oh my god, that's great. Let's say I get one of those um emails from someone in marketing, it's always marketing, who's who's sort of passively aggressively CC'd the boss and is asking for an update, but he only told me about it five minutes ago and I want to kill. Or I fill in one of those interminable online forms. I mean forms are never good for me anyway. And dyspraxic, dyspraxic, and it's taken me about five years and it crashes just before the end, or I'm just hormonal and I'm filled with hate, or it's just my horrible personality, whatever it is. Not to worry, I'll just slip into my rage cupboard and, and, and I will furnish my rage cupboard with those iron medieval things with chains and balls with spikes on. <laughs> balls with spikes. What are they called? What are they called again? I googled it. They're called, it's called a flail. Ah, a I looked flail. it up. So you can say, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm flailing right now or never, never too big to flail. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not failing, I'm flailing. I'm flailing and to fully utilise my flail, my rage cupboard would be lined with walls of crockery that I could smash either by hand or with my flail and then they would they would self-replenish and clear themselves up. Oh. The shard, like, unless I needed to, to use the shard as a weapon oh because my. as we know. As same. we know, it might be useful. Um, oh my God, that basically sounds like my happy place. In fact, if we're in the realms of fantasy, I can think of another happy place which is the noise cancelling room, which is basically... Uh. That is in no way a padded cell, is it? Em? It is absolutely not. It is nothing like a padded cell except for that it's very calming. It's very white. It's very quiet. And you can lie down. It's got a bed in it because you can lie down in a corner of it and whimper and no one will hear you. And you can also no longer hear anyone else ask you a question or expect you to make a decision. Nothing at all. Nicht nada. Come on in. The silence is lovely. No, don't come in. No. Don't you dare come in. Fuck off. The silence is lovely. There's nothing to see here. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) It's an invisible noise cancelling room. Oh, my God. And also, I tell you what to do. Um, I, I've never, I've never, I never got an espresso machine. One, because I have a very small kitchen. Two, because I thought I'd end up drinking swimming pools full of, of, of frothy milk, which just wouldn't help anything. But I'd like something similarly proportioned. But it would be a compliments machine oh. where my Nespresso machine would have gone. And it, it's it's quite highly tuned. It's 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 you know, it's got a lot of a lot of artificial intelligence going on or whatever within it, because it doesn't just say, oh, you look pretty. It tells you what you need to hear. So it might say you, Annabelle, look like you know what the fuck you're talking about today and no one is going to mess with you. Oh, my God. Or. Or, or Emily, no one will notice your roots because they are going to be dazzled by your smile. Oh my god! And dazzled by your smile and dazzled by your Birkenstocks with socks. Situation. I mean, definitely, it'll be dazzled by that. Do you know what? I'd really this is I would really like it to say to me, "You look like you're handling." I really like the way you're handling things at the moment. Do you think? Yeah, I'm finding <laughs> I'm, I'm finding you very brave, Emily. Oh my god, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Can you imagine if you just weep at the compliments machine every day? That would just be so... The compliments machine wouldn't mind. It would say you look beautiful when you cry. Oh, not at all like a psychopath having a nervous breakdown with kind of no, deranged... Not at, not at all like that at all. Not at all blotchy. Um, I think also I would quite like to have a naughty corner. Now, this is not where I send other people. It's where I go and misbehave quietly by oh, myself. Oh, it's where you go... To be naughty. Yes, exactly. Not like a sort of Christian Grey situation, although. But um, no, just where you can be, but where you just don't no longer have to be responsible or make a decision or feed someone or whatever. Being an adult, generally replying to emails on time or texts. So you can go there and just be like really slutty and smoke fags. Yeah, exactly. Or death. That's where you. That's where you. You keep your lube and your weed. (laughs) 
exactly that's where I would keep those things but it would have to be like platform nine and three quarters or yep. 13 and a half whatever Harry Potter's platform was yep. because no one else would have access to it or know that it was there no, exactly so your your stash of whatever whether it was you know tequila or like a blackjack table yeah, no or judgment. sunbed exactly. would be safe no judgment yeah. No judgment, no thievery. No, exactly. And uh, yeah, and only you can access it. And you send yourself there when you need it. Uh, I just live there, I think, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Can you imagine you might just pass out in there. <laughs> yeah. And then you need a little, a little sharpener when you woke up. Huh. A, little, a little hair of the dog. Um, I, I believe that my house... This isn't, uh, is this interior-z? No, that's too reductive. This isn't. This is a, this is sort of a person. I would like to have a tech elf living uh, in my house uh, a tech elf small handsome maybe <laughs> handsome little tech elf just you know just comes up to about mid thigh possibly called eric i think that's good but you the point of the tech elf i have because when eric is around suddenly the printer is recognized <sighs> god i'm hot for eric already yeah you're hot for eric because he deals with the wheel of death he finds lost passwords he he unfreezes Netflix, uh, you know he, and you know he's he's nice to look at. He's 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 not handsome, handsomer than the IT guy that you deny shagging in two thousand and one. Fuck off! <laughs> I knew you'd bring him up. <laughs> Can deny it all you want. You have to look at yourself in the mirror in the morning. Anyway, um, Eric 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 Eric's um Eric's skills extend to appliances. So he stops the washing machine from smelling mouldy. He he. He finds, oh, my God, with all the baking everyone's doing, I'm not doing it. One of the reasons I'm not doing it is can I find that bastard bit of the bastard blending <laughs> thing? No. Eric would. Eric, Eric would find it. Do you think Eric would, would whenever I open a drawer and I go, oh, what's that smell? And close it quickly, that Eric could sort that out as well. Ah, uh, uh, here's the thing. All you would have to say is, what's that smell? What a, a, you know, whatever was broken, whatever was crashing, whatever was lost, all you would say is you just mutter to yourself whimsically. What's that smell? <laughs> and Eric would materialise, uh, would materialise and, 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 and fix whatever it was that needed fixing. I mean, are you hot for Eric? I, I am. am. I'm so hot for Eric. That's it. And, and, and if I can't have Eric, you know, because he's yours, maybe I could have a panic room. You can definitely have a panic room. And I'm not talking about sort of billionaires or Jodie Foster, but for, you know, when the moths come and you think, oh, moths or a bill, a big bill, which, you know, Oh, and you get that twisty feeling in your gut because you've been triggered and you just run to the panic room. And then just panic for a while. And then just panic for a while, happily. Just noisily, in a, in a, in again, in a, in, in a sort of really non-adult, like, oh, look around the room, who's the adult? Fuck, it's me. No, in a, I can just be a toddler tantruming in fear in the, in the panic room. Bliss. You'd get bored of the panic room and hopefully bored of the panic but it'd be well quite and it's a bit like ah, uh, 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 no i've had a thought so the panic room you'd enter through one door and there'd be another door at the back of the panic room and when you stepped through that door at the back of the wardrobe effectively you'd find a mini john lewis oh oh my god well that would dissolve the panic fast fast there you furiously. go so you know just because nothing bad happens in john lewis right so no, nothing. Um, and also for those moments when you needed something you know you needed a darning needle i don't know what darning <laughs> is but you know you'd need a darning could happen yeah, sure. or or like or, or a little bit of a curtain ring or or or, or a griddle pan or or a button for the bottom of the duvet which you're definitely going to sew on you're so going to sew it on i'm definitely sewing on right yeah, now yeah or just or just or just to feel safe you'd, you'd open the door at the back of the panel and lo and behold a micro branch of john lewis 
just just ready to make everything like feel okay. Actual heaven. And you know what? You know, like in in those like sort of spas you go to where you have to go very hot and very cold. You could go between. You could veer between panic and noise cancelling. Panic and noise cancelling. Be bliss. Yes, panic, noise cancelling. Naughty, Lewis, panic, noise cancelling. John Lewis, <laughs> naughty corner, naughty corner. I mean, <laughs> rage cupboard, rage cupboard. I mean, this is so great. You'd be dancing around your fucking house. Maybe Eric would be there, just opening the opening each door as relevant, as well as fixing yes. the printer. Yes, every time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What's that smell, Eric? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. We've got to we've got to live in a bit of fantasy because I mean, not just because reality is is so kind of precarious, but because you know. We need to cheer ourselves up with the idea of, I don't know, infinite possibility. <laughs> well, my shopping fantasy is out of control. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm filling baskets, filling. No, no, I'm not buying. I'm just <laughs> filling baskets all over the Internet. But it's it's to do with stuff that is to do with being acquisitive and wanting stuff. Sure. But it's also to do with a fantasy about myself and how I might look in the stuff. You know, that seems to become, I've, you know, it's always been there, but it seems to have become exaggerated since, you know, we're, we're, we're locked in. So when I look on matches and I see an unaffordable long line slim cut cashmere cardigan for example um and then I think oh so there I'd be I, I would pull it tight around my body I'd cross my arms and and then and then would I look like an unbelievably young looking widow staring out at the horizon from my, the window of my beautiful beach house and thinking about my lost love is that how I'd look no no <laughs> I am old enough to realize that I would look like an angry woman waiting for a cardo to arrive <laughs> but well, in my head you know it's more romantic than that it's funny you should say that but I basically I feel that way I've seen a lot of kind of folk white folk dresses with embroidery around on social media as basically influences their their sort of their clothes their summer clothes have arrived but all their sort of and but they can't wear them anywhere so they're wearing them in their thing and I think oh gosh I wonder if I'd look like you know that Mexican village girl who's on her way to the marketplace to flirt with the town guitarist but in reality I would just look like a pregnant looking underachiever with delusions of free spirit and a flammable rag that was probably made in Taiwan by a teeny tiny child. Mm. You've got to be careful of those smocks because we <laughs> think they make us look um, bohemian and they make us look pregnant. <laughs> Pregnant and also little potentially um, mentally subnormal, I think, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing some jewellery stuff as well. I've been thinking about what, how would it be if I became a person who wore rings on every finger, you know, really clanked with hardware? You know, would I, would I look like a, a, a pirate woman? Are ready to hijack a ship and, and, and sail into the horizon with a very hot crew ready, you know, ready to serve her every pirate whim, including, including um, Eric, who is now the boat elf. But he would be with me. I'm <laughs> not going elf. anywhere without Eric. I mean, In reality, I wouldn't look like a pirate. In reality, I'd look like a 70s art teacher who needs a bath. I know that. <laughs> but in my head, I'm trying all these rings on. A bit like dungarees with with the clasp undone. You know, whenever I see um, someone wearing dungarees and they've undone one of the clasps, it just sort of hangs artlessly slash artfully down. I find it very annoying. But from my place of isolation, I am thinking that maybe I should do that. If I did get myself a pair of dungarees, you know, perhaps with a smudge of, you know, of, of sort of soot or paint across, adorably across my cheekbone, um, would I look like a French ingenue, you know, carefree and slightly déshabillé and about to be discovered by an Italian film director in, in the local village Tabac? No. <laughs> no. I would look like, no. 
<laughs> no, I would look like a financial advisor trying to have a bohemian Saturday afternoon and miserably, miserably failing, not to mention extremely wide-hipped. So, But it doesn't mean I'm not putting dungarees into my basket. I was thinking maybe that I should try, I was thinking of trying to get a kind of trans-seasonal coat with a hood up and I could wear it like a sort of Victorian, like sort of almost velvety and I could wear it like a, like a Victorian courtesan with a fascinating past who has managed to somehow dodge every possible STD and, uh, and maybe I'm standing at the end of a pier about to be yeah, watch yourself I'll, I'll i'll be standing there with my cardi folded across my <laughs> yes, body exactly. is the there room for together. is there room for the scottish widow <laughs> yeah. and for the, Both the of us, cardi absolutely. lady exactly yeah. uh, very french lieutenant's woman jeremy irons is coming to and slash eric are coming to save us at any minute um, <laughs> jeremy irons slash eric is on his way <laughs> In fact, I'll just look like a woman recovering from a nervous breakdown, which is basically how I look most of the time, I think. Slightly scared and kind of, you know, like... Well, it's when, and, you, it's when you get crazy eye, isn't it? Yeah, which is, which is quite often, like, yeah, swivel eye, crazy eye. Are you, are you living in the crazy eye? <laughs> <laughs> Fully in the crazy eye. Fully um, in I, the crazy eye. It's a it's a sad and tragic admission, but my 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 jewelry fantasy is extending towards those glittery hair slides. Is it now? Which I yeah, it is. Which you know that I disapprove of. So yes, you know. I do know. But in my imagination, I'm an artfully tousled, award winning actress or script writer or something on Oscar night. Even though I think those women are starting to look super weird. Super in their, weird in those in those frocks on display. On Oscar, I'm like, oh, hang on, this is this is not taking the temperature of the world right. But anyway, there I be, with my hair slides being universally celebrated and lauded for my style and my substance, um, rather than the truth, which should be just that everyone could hear my inner child screaming because they are not okay, really. It's like when I wear my headbands and I think I look sort of like Anne Boleyn, and everyone else thinks I look like Chris's mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Emily's husband, Emily's delightful husband, Chris, and I align on our absolute hatred of her Amberlynn headband. So she wears them. You don't wear them around him, do you? No, and I haven't you been. Do, to... You do still subject them, me to them, even though you say, I do. even though I'm really rude. Yeah, I do. But I mean, only, only, um, I mean, I haven't worn them at all in lockdown because obviously I'm in the house all the time. So I should be wearing. Ne next time we record the podcast, I'm going to lock myself in and I'm going to put one on. That's what's going to happen. You put two on if you yeah. want. It's a very interesting thing, isn't it? The things that I'm attracted to, like headbands and pussy bow blouses. And of course, I feel like I will, I, my dream is to look like kind of Catherine Deneuve. And the reality is, you know, Mrs. Fucking Thatcher. No. Or a vicar's wife. No, no. The reality would be like a sort of slightly sort of, you know, mentally compromised <laughs> girl, woman, child. From from a remote village. Could you imagine if in I wore Ireland? Wore it with my just head. slightly pregnant. Could you, you know. imagine if I wore it with my headband and my pussy bow blouse and my Birkenstocks and glittery socks? I mean, that would be it, really, wouldn't it? I'd like you to send me a photograph of that later, <laughs> just for scientific purposes to cheer me up. Um, okay. I am wanting a less smoking, a black tuxedo. Oh, finally, yes, finally, I, I feel like now the. The time has come, right? Yeah. Because then I can imagine Fabulous. myself in my less smoking, possibly with like just a bra underneath, being a, like a networker, which I'm really bad at, prowling around parties, which I hate. But I wouldn't. In, in, my, in my less smoking, I would love parties. I would devour parties. I'd eat parties for breakfast. I'd shout, bring me more parties. Donnez-moi les parties. Um, <laughs> I'd look like, I obviously in reality, I'd look like a sort of down on my luck maitre d' of a you know, second-rate restaurant in a terrible Fawlty Towers hotel that just goes home and plays 
fortnight for two months in a row. I don't know. I still think you'd look pretty smoking in inner smoking. Actually, I feel like next but you're time you're st- you're still getting dressed in in lockdown, aren't you? I can see you're wearing a proper frock <clears throat> and earrings. Yeah, I'm wearing earrings, a proper frock, and on un- actual underwear, uh, top and bottom. <laughs> Are you wearing a bra? I am wearing a bra. I'm I know. surprised. I know. Um, I feel like I, standards must be kept. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I feel that with the cleaning. I'm doing a lot of surfaces. I can't really face the fucking hoover, but I'm just doing a lot. I'm doing a lot of that wiping your finger across the surface. Oh, really? And then checking for dust, like a very exacting Mrs. Danvers. Ah, well, like, I yes, exactly. Mrs. Danvers would be fucking terrifying. Imagine being in lockdown with her. I have a dress that makes me look exactly like Mrs. Danvers. It's not good. It's black and really severe. I love that dress on you. Oh, it's very Mrs. Danvers. At the moment, I'm not really getting dressed. I'm wearing tracksuit bottoms and, and I've started wearing, doing this like, slightly jock varsity thing. I don't know if you can see, of wearing a long sleeve <laughs> oh, t-shirt no. with a short sleeve t-shirt over it, which is incredibly on me. I'm going to emerge dressing like, a, like, a, like an American football player. Oh my God, we're all going to emerge from this sort of new people, like moles kind of coming out into the blinking sun. Well, I wonder how changed we will be. I mean, I would have thought very slightly very minutely changed but i hope changed in the right direction yeah me too oh but i miss you babe thanks for listening everybody and us talking to you from our lairs we're going to try and be back next week yeah and in the meantime we send you lots and lots of lots love. of love thank you bye bye everyone bye. you've been listening to annabelle rivkin and emily mcmeekin of the Middle. our book i'm absolutely fine is out now If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Sometimes it's difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. Hi, my name is Kay Adams. And to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.